بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد Yesterday Surah Al-Kahf was commenced and tonight it was completed thereafter Surah Maryam السلام, the mother of Sayyidina Isa السلام, Surah and then Surah Taha <coughs> As we said yesterday there were a few points that perhaps we could have touched on, on uh, with regards to Surah Al-Kahf In Surah Al-Kahf there is an incident where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us and gives us advices with regards to materialism Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strikes the example of two friends and one of them was blessed with an abundance of wealth which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes he had two vineyards huge vineyards which were surrounded with date palms and in between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with huge crops and in between those that vegetation and the crops and the vineyards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him with a river flowing so the irrigation was also sorted everything that a farmer would require in terms of his irrigation and his agriculture was taken care of Allah fulfilled all those needs and this is not merely for purposes of storytelling because as we said yesterday Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed surah al-kahf and we were instructed by Rasulullah to recite this surah for protection from the fitan before Qiyamah, the fitna of Dajjal and everything smaller than Dajjal. So in this example, the one friend meets the other and he says, Ma أَظُنُّ أَن تَبِيدَ هَذِهِ أَبَدًا You know, this affluence that I have, the money that I have, the beautiful grape vines that I have and the date palms, and the fresh water which is flowing here. I don't think this is ever going to perish. And perhaps Qiyamah even won't come. If I'm this powerful and this affluent, and this is a delusion which didn't only happen to that person, it will continue till Qiyamah. And in an era of, of materialism and abundance of the things of dunya, many times we fall victim to the same attitude and mentality. We forget that this dunya is merely a temporary phase. The word dunya itself, the ulama say, comes from the word dunubun. Dana yadnu dunubun means something close to you. And some scholars say it's from the word dani'un. Dani'un means something which is despicable and something which is worthless. It doesn't have value. So many of us also attach our hearts to these things. And to clarify, sharia and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's teachings does not prohibit a person from from acquiring wealth. Having wealth, we can see in the life of Sayyidina Sulaiman alayhi salam, he was a king and he had wealth and he was a Nabi of Allah and sinless. Among the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, there were many wealthy Sahaba. Sayyidina Muawiyah radiallahu anhu was a wealthy Sahabi. So wealth doesn't really determine the success or failure of an individual. The point here is when a person is completely motivated by wealth, only wealth is the only thing which makes him move and go what he aspires to. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives an example of a person in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who came to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and asked that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam make dua for him. That Allah gives him wealth. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraged him to be content with what he has. And eventually, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua. 
So the small flock of sheep that he had grew so much that he was unable to take care of that flock in Medina Munawwara. So he was unable to come for salah to the masjid because he needed to take his sheep outside. So his wealth increased. He's motivated by materialistic wealth. So his wealth increased, but now he's being deprived of something more valuable than the whole dunya and whatever it contains, let alone a flock of sheep. And then it continues that it grows to such an extent that he is unable to even attend Salatul Jumu'ah. And he moves out of uh, Medina Munawwara, so unable to come to Medina. And one day Rasulullah Sallallahu after some time sends an Amil, who is a representative of Rasulullah Sallallahu deputed by him to collect the zakah which is due on the wealth of uh, a Muslim. So when he reaches this man, he says, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu has sent me to demand you to discharge your zakah. So he said, no, this is a text that is being uh, leveled against us. Na'udhu billah. Zakah is not a text, but it is an ibadah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed a haqq in the wealth of a person for his fellow uh, brothers and sisters who are less fortunate. So he says, this is a text, I'm not going to give this. And the messenger goes back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and uh, afterwards he realizes so the man comes back to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and says, okay, I'm ready to give the zakah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, I don't want to accept it. I'm not prepared to accept it. And in that time, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after that passed away. In the khilafah of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, this person came with more zakah. And he says, I came to give my zakah. Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu anhu said, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refused to accept it from me. I'm not going to accept it. The same thing happened in the khilafah of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu. So we'll be motivated by dunya, then many times we lose focus of the akhirah. We lose focus of how we're acquiring the wealth. Is it from halal means? And how we are spending that wealth? And we have to give hisab for everything. Hisab, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, had Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam making dua for hisab and yasira, for easy hisab. So she asked the explanation and the meaning of what is easy hisab. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man nuqisha faqad halak. That person who is interrogated and questioned on the day of Qiyamah, he's ruined. So just if you look at our lives, respected brothers, the clothes we are wearing with the devices we have with us, just that. Can we adequately give hisab on how we got this clothing, what type of money it was, where we got the money from, the device, did we purchase it with halal money, every cent of that, where did we get it from, was it one? Just to think about that is a devastating thought. Rasulullah says he swift hisab without that type of interrogation. So the one friend tells the other one, the one who was the wealthy one, he said that I don't think this is coming to an end and uh, perhaps even Qiyamah. And if it so happens that there's going to be Akhirah, then if I've got so much in the dunya in the Akhirah, I'll get even more. I'll have even better in the Akhirah. And his other friend who was less fortunate outwardly in terms of the, the acquisition of the wealth of this dunya said to him are you showing ingratitude to that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created you from soil you were nothing all of us were nothing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then gave us life we were created from fluid and then we came into these forms we will go to various phases from weakness to strength to weakness again and back into our graves. And he says, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given us what we have. 
Why don't you, when you go into your garden, into your business, into your fortune, say, MashaAllah, la quwwata illa billah. Whatever Allah has willed, He has blessed me, and there is no might and power except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can see I've got less I've got less children than you And I've got less wealth than you The other one when he was boasting He said I've got more fame I've got more children I've got more wealth This one says I've got less And he says be careful It shouldn't be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests you And all those bounties that you are enjoying now Is destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Which, which, which happened Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed whatever he possessed And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَأَصْبَحَ يُقَلِّبُ كَفَّيْهِ and he turns his, his palms in and out, lamenting and blaming himself for his foolishness. So this is one lesson which we learned from Surah Al-Kahf, to always keep our guard up and ensure that we are not motivated only by the things of dunya. We are not motivated and therefore we need to be careful and sure of what we are acquiring in terms of halal. Now people are uh, engaging in, in uh, financial activities which are completely haram. Some people are extorting money from other people and, and, and they think nothing about it. Some people are giving loans on interest and they think nothing about it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, a debt of two dirhams, he refused to perform salatul janazah on a sahabi because two, debts, two, two dirhams, two coins were outstanding. And we owe people millions and hundreds of thousands and we think nothing about it. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, this man, does he owe anyone anything? And he's a sahabi. He said, yes, O Nabi of Allah, dear Haman. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, sallu ala sahibikum. Perform the salah of your brother. Then Sayyidina Miqdad radiallahu an said, dear Haman alayya ya Rasulullah, I'll take care of those two coins, O Nabi of Allah. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa performed the salah because the sahabi took the responsibility. After two days, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa saw the sahabi and said, what happened to those two coins? Did you pay it yet? Because you took the responsibility of this man's debt. He said, O Nabi of Allah, he only passed away yesterday. It's only one day now. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not pleased. And then afterwards he asked him again. He said, yes, I've paid the, the debt. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Only now you have cooled his skin for him. In the qabr he was experiencing the heat of those two coins. If this is the case of the Sahaba, respected brothers. Those people who were in the company of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who were taught by him, then what do we think of ourselves? We don't know exactly how we're earning our wealth, where we're spending it, how we're spending it, what we're eating, what we're drinking. Allah give us the understanding. And then further on in Surah Al-Kahf, there's the incident of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam and his companion Sayyidina Khadir, who was blessed with a particular type of knowledge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam is amongst the, the great Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascend with Sharia. Sharia are the teachings of Allah with regards to halal and haram that Allah wants us to do how we should live our life in this world in preparation for the akhirah. So just to be brief, there's no time to go into the detail. On one particular occasion, somebody asked in a gathering to Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam, Man nas, who's the most uh, educated and, and well-versed and learned amongst people? And Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam gave the correct answer. He said, I am that individual because he is the Nabi of Allah receiving wahi via Jibreel alayhi salam. But because he used the word I, Ana, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed to teach Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam uh, another point of wisdom to increase his knowledge. That normally as, as, a, as a, a prophet who is high ranked, then we attribute everything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So this is why many of the scholars in Arabic, they say, أعوذ بالله من أنا وأعوذ بالله من نحن I seek the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from أنا, from I. Because many of us have got eye diseases. I'm not talking of cataracts and those type of eye diseases. I did this and I did that and I know this and I know that. So we've got eye diseases. So Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was informed by Jibreel alayhi salam that there is another servant who Allah has blessed with a particular type of knowledge. But this knowledge was not the knowledge of tashri'ah, not the knowledge of shari'i ahkam because Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was sent with shari'ah. It was the knowledge of, that Allah blessed him with a particular knowledge of understanding the divine wisdom and functionality of the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is unrelated to sharia. It's a special knowledge which Allah gave this particular individual whose name is Khadir. Some people say Khidr. But uh, he was in rank, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was higher because sharia is that which Allah wants to be established in this world. The point here is that eventually Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam meets with him and there's a whole interaction like a, a student and teacher. Musa alayhi salam being a senior, he is lowering himself and he says, هَلْ أَتَّبِعُكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُعَلِّمَنِ مِمَّا عُلِّمْتَ رُشْدًا Do you allow me to stay in your company so that I can learn from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed you with? And this is a true sign of a student. A sincere student is one, even if he's senior in age, he humbles himself in front of his teacher so that he may benefit from the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given. And many times, it's not necessary that the teacher be old and senior and the, the, the student is junior. Many times, the, the student is senior in age and the student is, is junior. The, the teacher is, is, is junior. Like I mentioned, the story of Imam Malik rahimahullah, and his, and his uh, teacher, Rabi'ah. Rabi'ah was young and many of the people who sat in his gathering were much senior to him in any case. So Sayyidina Musa salam, went along with uh, Khadir salam, and certain events happened. They, one of it was that uh, they needed to cross over river and they needed the assistance of some young men who had a boat and while they're sitting there in fact Sayyidina Khadir told Musa السلام, I will allow you to accompany me on condition that you do not ask any questions don't question what I'm doing so Musa السلام, agreed when they're sitting on this boat crossing over the river Khadir breaks a plank and causes a defect in that boat Musa السلام, immediately retaliates and responds why because he's a Nabi of Allah and haram outwardly done in front of you is not tolerated. You need to stop it. So Nahi Anil Munkar is the responsibility of a Nabi of Allah. So he stops him and he says, hey, what are you doing? But in reality, this was actually a message to Sayyidina Musa salam that yes, you, 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 rightly so, you are responding to this particular thing which in Sharia is impermissible. But there is a certain type of knowledge which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept with this individual which is understanding the divine wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah revealed upon him the wisdom behind why that thing needs to be defective. Which he explains afterwards to Musa salam, that this, was, this defect was caused because along that river there was a tyrannical ruler who was going with his boat and usurping the boats and the ships of those people who had perfectly uh, well looked after boats. So the defect was intentionally caused. So, in terms of dunya, sometimes we see something to be a difficulty. Sometimes it seems to be harmful. Sometimes it seems to be a defect. But in terms of the divine wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there's a hidden hikmah behind it. 
And this is a very important thing to know because many times, and I don't want to become too technical, and it's also it's a Saturday night and it's late already, but many times you have the objection that why are these difficulties happening in the dunya? Why do you see Muslims suffering? Why do you see people suffering and people are dying and now Masjid al-Aqsa and all these things are happening? Respected brothers, always remember this. We see the pixel and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the whole picture. If a person only has one part of a puzzle, he can never ever claim to be able to identify what that puzzle represents, what the, what the puzzle is. He's only seeing one, one block. So when we're seeing something in this dunya, we're seeing difficulty. And we're seeing it for one moment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ilm is muhit, all enveloping and all encompassing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the other important thing to remember as Muslims, you see the kuffar, they tell you, if Allah is merciful, then why are people suffering? We say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful. He, has, he's not, he doesn't only have one attribute. This is what kuffar, it's, it's like a red herring. They try to, to paint you into a corner that this is, uh, Allah is merciful, so why are people suffering? If he's merciful, they're not supposed to suffer. Or if they're suffering, he's unable to remove their difficulty. That's confusion they put in the mind of a Muslim. We believe as Muslims that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who is ever existent and he is, he has beautiful attributes which are called sifat. The attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are like his will, his qudra, his power, his knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all wise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is wise. And a simple example to understand, a child, we know when we were children and sometimes we wanted something and our parents said no. The child wants to eat sweets continuously now after taraweeh. One sweet and another chocolate and another chocolate. The mother's going to say, stop. The child at that moment temporarily thinks that why is my parents being so, so nasty? But that, that he doesn't understand the point of wisdom which the parent is actually applying for his own benefit. So many times we see a pixel in the events of our life, not realizing that there's much more to it. In our lives, there's the akhirah which is to come. A person who goes through difficulty in this world, in the qabr, in the akhirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept a great reward. Sometimes you think your dua hasn't been accepted. You ask for something in this world and you think the dua wasn't accepted. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a hadith, on the day of qiyamah, when you see the reward for those duas which you thought were not accepted, you will wish no dua was accepted. وَكَانَ الْإِنسَانُ عَجُولًا Insan is very hasty. We want everything instant. You know, when you send a message, you must see the blue ticks because they say no message is also a message. If you don't reply, then it's also a message that you know this, there's a problem. We want everything instant. We're so used to this. And so, if there's a difficulty now in my life, instantly it must go away. We heard the other day in the tafsir of Surah Yusuf that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, sometimes allows something to materialize after many years. Yusuf alayhi salam, his dream became a reality after many years, 18 years. Ibrahim alayhi salam made dua to Allah to bless him and his progeny with a son who is a messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he teaches people the, the kitab and hikmah etc. And that became evident and, 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 and uh, uh, manifest in the form of Rasulullah after centuries. So sometimes you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not restricted to our mindset. Many times these objections are based on and this is a fancy word, egocentric mentality. A person thinks, okay, the way I understand things to work, that's how it's supposed to work. If it doesn't work that way, then it's wrong. So I think that people are not supposed to be in difficulty because we do not understand that there's a divine wisdom. Allah is Hakim. Allah knows why He is doing things. And it's not only one particular event 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala links everything to the akhirah, links everything to hisab and everything to the a'mal of a person. So there are some of the events which we learn from the life of Sayyidina Musa one was this and there was another two events after that which there is no time to go into. The point here, respected brothers, is that we have to have full iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that many things happen in our life which sometimes we cannot make sense of. We cannot understand how it happened, why it happened, but we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Hakim, Hakim la anil hikmah. And the and the, the activities and the doing of the, the all wise is never free and or void of, of wisdom. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the strength of Iman to bring full Iman in the words of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to give us itminan so that we are at ease inshaAllah with our Iman and our deen and free from any doubts. We remind the brothers again inshaAllah to renew your intention for the fast of Ramadan for tomorrow and also we will conclude with the recitation of the four things Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam encouraged us to recite which is the shahada and istighfar, repenting and also asking for Jannah and seeking protection from the fire of Jahannam. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-jannah wa a'udhu bika min al-nar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-jannah wa a'udhu bika min al-nar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah, Allahumma inni as'aluka al-jannah wa a'udhu bika min al-nar. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم أعنا على الصيام والقيام وغض البصر وحفظ اللسان وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله رب العالمين